Good morning, evening, afternoon, night, delete as appropriate, and welcome to another episode of Blizzard Comedy Profiles. We are slowly working through the 2020 back catalogue, and by slowly I mean we'll be done sometime before the next global pandemic um, in 2026. Uh, just, apologies if that turned out to be prophetic, uh, it was meant to be a joke, I apologise. Uh, so, today we are reviewing the chat we went had with the absolutely fucking phenomenal Anna Thomas, one of my favourite acts on the circuit at the moment. Um, so, uh, yeah, disclaimer, this was recorded in 2020, you might have noticed Anna Thomas is doing pretty fucking well for herself at the minute, I am very proud of her. Uh, so, some bits of this are a little bit dated, I have edited out a few sections uh, that I felt were kind of no longer relevant, either because they were due to specifically being in COVID that, um that like at least one of us has kind of changed our mind on our opinions at the time uh also some bits where the uh, where yeah, just j just things that are no longer relevant now that um anna is uh absolutely fucking killing it uh, she was already killing it but now people are recognizing that she's killing it and that makes all the difference so uh huge props to her um you would have seen her at her birthday show if i w um if if i was there i was there uh, if, if you were there or you watched on twitch uh that i the vod for that is gone now but um, yeah, do, do keep an eye out um, for if she appears near you, because she's a phenomenal act and you are going to really enjoy her. Um, so, uh, I mean, presumably, if you listen to this podcast, you have uh, seen her before. Um, either that or you're just devoted to the podcast, so either way, I appreciate you being here. Um, so I don't need to give you a big introduction on Anna Thomas, even though I've just spent a minute and a half doing that. Um, what I can do instead is just uh, introduce you to the talk. So, yeah, we have um, talk... I mean, you know the drill by now. We talk uh, to the comedians we have on just about their kind of experiences in comedy, their kind of journeys, uh, and some their kind of insights in in, in, in that way. Um, oh, we talked about... <laughs> this is one of those conversations where I had questions planned and we were just enjoying talking to each other so much I don't know how many of them we actually covered. Um, but we do have some really particularly interesting bits, uh, particularly on, like, uh, kind of... Uh, uh, having having accents that stick out in comedy, I thought was a really interesting point we covered. Um, also, like just the whole process of writing material and trying to remember and write material, and how you kind of uh, engineer or capitalize on that. Uh, lots of really cool stuff like that coming up. Um, but you, you know, you'll hear all this stuff once the podcast starts. So I'm just going to stop yapping on, and we can <laughs> we can get on with it. Um, so yeah, please enjoy this wonderful chat with Anna Thomas. When did you first discover stand up? Um, so doing it or like watching it and that? Uh, just in general as a, as a thing. So yeah, um, when did you first kind of uh, discover it as a thing that exists? So not necessarily doing it yourself, no. Well, I used to watch quite a lot of it when I was younger. Um, it sort of oh, used to be obsessed. Like I used to watch like, like Mock the Week and things like that and like the Apollo and everything. Yeah. And it's just used to be that I've always thought, like, gone towards comedy shows. Like I don't really watch action thrillers drama things like that <laughs> I've, like, i don't know why you just like i get too like i'm too emotional person for that sort of thing. But, like, <laughs> the comedy i don't know i've just been drawn towards it as my sort of people yeah a lot of like stand-up when i started doing it myself i found it hard to begin with to watch tv stand-up again because i was like it didn't wash over as much because the magic goes like wait they've said this before <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't just for me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird discovery that because yeah, you, you always kind of. I mean, you must know in the back of your head that 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 they haven't just like written all this or come up with this just just off the top of their head. But like, it it, it does feel like it when you're watching a show for the first time. 
exactly it just feels like they're just this is what's come to the head they've maybe thought of a topic and then they're like okay i'm gonna talk about this yeah like it just hadn't really thought about it before and then when i started to be fair when i was listening to like the comedian's comedian you know that podcast yeah 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 wait a second that's how it works oh it's not it's not just them just saying what they feel like (laughs) So, and I learned that I started doing open mics. So I was like, "No, you need to prepare stuff." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 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 like the first few gigs you did, were you trying to do that kind of off the fly, like, or did uh, a little bit? Well, no. Yeah. The first one I did was like scripted to hell because I did like I did a comedy like um, course. Yeah. And it taught you how it works, and you know, saying you go up with sort of like what you're gonna say and stuff. You don't lots. You know, it's rare that people improv. Yeah. But then when I that so. I started off very scripted, and then when I started doing open mics a bit more, I try and go a bit more like talk to the audience and stuff, and then I just shit myself and be like, "Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Not natural, no." Raven <laughs> like, now, and going back into that, trying to be more like improv stuff, but it's it's hard. It's not as easy as like it's not. <laughs> no, it really isn't. Proper. No, that's 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 really interesting though, because like. You as an actor, someone who who does make it look very natural. I don't know if you're aware of this, but like you you do make everything you do seem very naturally funny and kind of like oh, I've, I've I've seen you do the exact same set twice, so I know that like obviously it is written stuff. But even even like the second and like third times I'm watching it, it it, it always seems like it, it it um it has just come to you and it just I don't know it's just it is very natural. I don't I don't know if that's a statement you agree with, but that's that's why I feel. Um, um, I I do like. This. I do always forget lots of bits of my set. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Some bits are natural. We're like, oh, yeah, I need to do this. But oh, sugar lumps, I've left that. And da, da, da. Like, so it might be that coming across. But a lot of it is like, oh, no. I'm always scared to improv, especially like <laughs> in England with my pronunciation and stuff like that. <laughs> I find if I just do off the cuff stuff, no one understands what I'm saying <laughs> because I haven't like practiced how to like enunciate it properly. <laughs> like, I'm always just scared. They're like, "What is she? What, what was that like?" Because I've rolled my R's a bit too hard or something. <laughs> so, do you when when you when you gig in Wales? Do you do you have a, are you a bit more kind of sort of risky with 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 your kind of like scripts and like allowing yourself to experiment a bit? Uh, would you say? I, I haven't gigged a lot in Wales. I've yeah. done right. I have done like North Wales stuff. Yeah. Um. I did, one of the first ones I did in Wales was in Rill. Yeah. And I didn't realise it's more. It's cl- very close to the English border, more like Liverpooly. Okay. Yeah. And so when I went there, and I was like, I thought everyone because I hadn't really been to North Wales apart from like yeah, like, what's it called, Ross Match when I was eleven. Yeah. But like in Bangor, but like so I went to Rill expecting like to go back in and be like, okay, you know, I don't want to have to you know address my accent and stuff. And then they were all just looking at me though, what is she saying? Like, <laughs> oh no. It, and then the only other one I've done is one in Cardiff, but that was a bigger gig, so I couldn't really like. Oh, of course, yeah. Thing. It was sort of like, okay, do the, you know, the good stuff, and like, <laughs> you know, don't mess it up, don't do anything, but like. Yeah. Did you like have any, have any like kind of like, sort of like one-off lines that, 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 that you did in Cardiff that you couldn't get away with anywhere else just because of like cultural kind of like references? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like, whereas like, instead of saying like, you know, I was saying, the stuff I was saying was like, oh, you'll get this from when you've been, you know, to England and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, because it was so strange. So, like, because I haven't been back my way in, like, you know, like South Wales. Yeah. In a long for my gig in Cardiff. I sort of forgotten other people sound like me. <laughs> like, so often that, like, people, like, you know, when, especially I work in the chills and stuff in the shop. Yeah. People are like, oh. 
along with mum, and I was thinking, like, do I have a weird accent and stuff? And then when I went home and like when when I went to Cardiff and like I saw one of my old friends from you know school and stuff, she yeah. came to watch and things. And I was like, oh my god, you sound like me. This is like I wanted to cry because I was like, you, when your accent is pointed out so much, so like people are like, oh, you put it on, this an act and stuff. I'm like, do I? Because is this a real accent anymore? <laughs> <laughs> like, and then when I went back to Cardiff and I was like hearing people like me, I was like, oh my god, yeah, this is real. This is <laughs> like, but. It, being away from people that sound like me for so long, I'm like, have I always drawled my ass? Like, is this like a big thing? Like, oh. it must be really jarring. Like, because I've, I mean, I, I don't think I have a particularly strong accent. Like, it's sort of like sort of general kind of Southern English, I guess. But yeah, like, but even when I'd been in uni for a couple of years and like going back home, like, like a lot of people would point out that I just sounded different from how I used to, and I couldn't picture it at all. Like, like, like I definitely didn't sound Northern. Like, if I tried to claim I sound Northern, I would have got got beaten up <laughs> for um, yeah, really bad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it must be must be really jarring sort of being away from your own from your hometown for for, for, uh, for so long that you don't really that, that, that yeah your voice is like, is kind of like a point of interest so to speak I guess yeah like it's it's weird like when I first went to uni and stuff it was quite nice because it was a bit of an icebreaker yeah and like you know what I mean it's just this, it breaks us few first few bits of conversation gives you something to start rolling on and all that well you know what icebreaker I don't know why I just yeah. explained <laughs> No, I appreciate it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? They started yeah. the ball rolling because I'm quite anxious with conversation and stuff. I just, my mind just goes completely blank and I'm just like, I have nothing to say. But if someone like has something to start off with, I'm like, okay, like Welsh accent, good, I can go with that. Yeah. But like, so in uni, it was nice, sort of like thing. But now, I don't know, like, sometimes it just feels like a bit like alien and stuff. Like, oh, you're not from around here. And I know they mean it in the nicest way. Yeah. She just feels like, will I ever sort of like settle in? I don't know. Yeah, it's weird that. Where, 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 where was it you went to uni? And like, where is it you're um, living now? I'm not entirely sure actually. Um, I live now like uh, near Preston, Leyland. Oh yeah. Like, but like, I went to uni in York. Okay, yeah. But no, like. So did you did you start stand up in while you were at uni, or was did something you'd done no, beforehand? No, so I started. Um, so I got like. In my final term of uni in like twenty fifteen, yeah, um, I got glandular fever, um, so I had to drop out. Oh no! And a couple of years till I could go back to uni again because I was getting like I was quite ill. I was getting like brain fog and things like that from oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. Sort of waiting to go back, and it was in that interim waiting. Is interim the word? I don't know. Uh, I think um, so. Yeah, I know what you mean anyway. <laughs> let's go for it. But in that period in between waiting to go back to uni and you know the illness and all that i was i started stand up because i was like everything's collapsed i've just watched all my friends graduate i'm in an awful place and um, i started working at mcdonald's a couple of years after like the glandular fever whilst i was just waiting to go back and i was just not in a good place no and i was like you know what i'm just gonna just you know what what else have i got to lose i'm just gonna do this i don't care anymore yeah so i did a stand-up course and i was like oh wait no this makes sense like, like I don't know. Yeah, right, no, that, yeah. I, absolutely. It's, it's it's a good time. Like it's a good time as any to start, I suppose. Like yeah, yeah I have nothing to lose. Like yeah. I've always been intrigued by stand up, and I was at the time of it before I started the course. I was just listening to a lot of like comedians, comedian. Yeah. And like, and I was sort of making showing the behind the scenes and stuff, and I was like, well, yeah, people they don't just wake up when you know get they're not just born comedians. It's a pro- <laughs> Them, like sitting right and then do it yeah and I was hearing about that process made me think oh should I give it a go 
And then when everything like collapsed and everything, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. Like, yeah, I don't care. I'm just gonna just do this and see what happens. And yeah, sort of. I'm glad I did now. Starting doing stand-ups made me feel a bit more normal. I don't know <laughs> why, but like, I shouldn't be more normal standing up in front of lots of people with a microphone. But for some <laughs> reason, it made me feel a bit less like a banshee. I I, I do kind of get that. I don't know if it's for the same reason, but I definitely like. I definitely felt more myself after the first time I did stand-up, and I don't know if it's just kind of like a confidence thing, because it is a boost. Mm-hmm. Like, I like I still get nervous, but like the, the first time I did it, and like looking back on it, it, it didn't go that well, but at, at the time I thought I smashed it. Um, but, well, no, like, it, it went well, but it was mostly people being polite, I think. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, it just, I don't know, it really helped my confidence, and I felt more free to kind of just be myself after that. I don't know, it's a weird one. Because like I had, I had, I had friends. I, I had people who I could be myself around. It wasn't like I, I had kind of had nothing, and then stand up came along. But I don't know. It definitely helped me express myself more. Oh, same, definitely. Like, and I'm starting to notice now with this, you know, staying in, not doing stand up, not seeing people and stuff. Yeah. I'm realizing why I started doing stand up because I feel like I, without the doing, you know, the open mics, new material and stuff. I'm missing bits of where I used to express myself and I didn't realise until these last few weeks. Obviously, there's more important things going on. But, yeah. like, last few weeks, how much I relied on stand-up as, like, a way to express and sort of how much I'd wrapped it in my personality to now. Where I'm not doing it, I feel a bit like a little ghost. Just sort of, like, yeah. I don't, don't know what to do with myself at the moment. Well, how long ago was, was it you started? Like, uh, it, like just thought roughly years? Um, so it was October 2017 I started. Okay, yeah. So I... But that was did the course. Yeah. Yeah, so um, was the stuff that you... So I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know specifically how the course worked. I assume it's sort of like... I assume there was like a performance at, at the end of the course to kind of showcase. Yeah, there was a showcase at the end of the course. And like throughout the lessons, it wouldn't be like they wouldn't write your material. They'd sort of like give you ideas, like say like how you can make generate your own material so they'd be like yeah. teaching you how to work with like spider diagrams and stuff like that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you mean, just the thing rather than just plucking it from air being like okay i need to talk about yeah this is rather than thing like just trying to generate lots of material yeah. it's and surprisingly also, hard to do that <laughs> it is like i can't do i feel like i've lost that practice now mm. like last few weeks the only time i can make material now is when i'm walking my dogs yeah and it's Quite annoying because I've got two dogs, so I've got no hands to write it down. Oh no! Like, I'll just like wrap them around my arm, the leaves, and just sort of like type it in. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I'm always scared I'm gonna accidentally tweet one of my like <laughs> thoughts, so like oh I could use this for material because like I put in my Twitter drafts a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. Because is it gonna be a tweet? Is it gonna be actual you know stage material? I don't know. I... <laughs> the other day I was just thinking like, oh walking my dogs feels like I'm doing a puppet show, but it's like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a lot of these, I'm like, okay, I probably can't use that for anything. That's really good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. When I start gigging again, we'll see. You might see a dog puppet bit. <laughs> oh, fantastic! <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Have you ever done that really annoying thing where, like, you thought of a of, of a of a good idea, and it's like, and it's like the best idea you've ever thought of, but you can't write it down at that moment in time. So you make a mental note to like write it down as soon as you can and then by the time you get to write it down you remember that you had an idea but you can't for life you remember what the idea was and it and it just eats away your soul for the rest of time all the time <laughs> like, especially late at night where i'm like yeah it's the worst time uh, i just 
I, I, I'm thinking, oh, I'll remember it. Like, yeah. I'll, you know, maybe it's a joke about, I know, tangerines or something. I, and I always convince myself, oh, maybe, you know, I'll see a tangerine in the shop and it'll come back to me. Yeah. Or something like that, you know what I mean? I convince myself. And then when I wake up the next morning, I'm like, I just I don't even remember that. I thought of a joke. Yeah. Like, I think Mitch Hedberg, you know, comedian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Mitch Hedberg, yeah. Same, look, I keep watching his stuff recently. Yeah. Uh, I think it's him who said something like, sometimes when I think of a good idea, I just have to convince myself it's not funny because I can't be bothered to go find a pencil and write it down. <laughs> That's a very him line, yeah? Yeah, I love him. He's, well, He's so good. Yeah, um, for me though, it's, it's the fact that like I can remember that I thought of a joke. Uh, and to, to be honest, in actuality, it probably wasn't any good. It was probably just I was falling asleep and you know, your brain's doing that kind of weird thing anyway. So it probably doesn't actually translate to an actual joke. But I, I convinced myself that it was like the best thing I'd ever thought of. And then I can remember that and I can never remember what it is. And it, and that, that that thought of just like this joke that's never going to exist now. It's just like, what if this was the one joke that was going to get me on Live at the Apollo or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be my thing. Yeah. Me for that thing. I do that. Oh, like if I can be bothered in the middle of the night to like write it in my phone and not, it'll be something really vague. Yeah. Like, I to, what's it called? It's not that vague, but I have no idea how to yeah. use it. But gotcha. It's kind of like keywords, and then you're just like, what? What was? Is this, is this part of a shopping list? Is this a joke? What's yeah. going? <laughs> like, who is this? What? What, what is this? <laughs> but I just remember, like in the night, just thinking this is an amazing idea. Yeah. I need to get back in the practice of just... How do people just sit down and write? It's really how? hard. Yeah, I thought that, like, you know, not being able to, like, go out and do anything would, would mean, like, I'd be better for writing, but I've, I've not been able to do it at all. Just, like... Oh, yeah, uh, went a bit off topic there. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the initial question I was going to ask, I think, um, I've completely forgotten it now, but, yeah, I was asking you about your course. Um, yeah, so the stuff that you were writing for that, is that... Is any of that stuff that you still use now, or, like, that you built on, or was that a completely different kind of style? Um, it was a lot... I don't think. Do I do any of No, I don't think I. No, I used my opening joke, which ugh, I don't. I don't know if I'm even gonna keep when we start gigging again. Yeah. But just a dread accent saying like, "Don't worry, not on Catabit as well." Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think <laughs> I used to do like a variant of that, like saying, "You know, I'm okay, I'm just Welsh or something." I don't yeah, know. yeah, of course. When I first started, a lot of my jokes used to just be like um, sheep jokes. Because I just thought, I, I wanted to beat the audience. Because I've watched lots of you know, YouTube things of like hecklers being put down. Yeah. So I was expecting when I started lots of sheep noises and stuff. Yeah. Which no one's done yet, which oh, quite no. annoys me. I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> How dare I? So a lot of it used to be that sort of stuff. And just, I used to do a lot more about when I used to work at McDonald's because it was contemporary for my time. But like, I used to work at McDonald's. I don't anymore. I don't really want to talk about it as much because it doesn't feel like my story anymore. Yeah, yeah, I but, get that. But it's, I used to talk about McDonald's a lot and I used to be a lot angrier in my set and I just, I can't I can't imagine that. you being angry in this <laughs> I don't know. It just sort of like, it felt angrier. Yeah. Especially the McDonald's stuff where I'd just be like. Yeah, no you know, valid. But there's stuff we'd get in like drive through, you know, people giving us abuse and that. Yeah. It didn't feel angry when I was writing it but when I'd be on stage it just. Kind of played up, know. yeah. Walk down, like, because especially, you know, it's like when you're gigging, like, more than once a week and stuff, and you just, you're saying the same sort of stuff over and over, it's like, oh my god, I can't do these angry, shouty bits anymore, <laughs> it's because I'm too, I'm too emotional, because <laughs> I feel too much, but when I'm doing the angry bits, it just eats away at me a little bit. 
so I've definitely gone a bit more relaxed in I'm still finding my voice I think yeah but I'm relaxed a bit I'm going a bit towards what the sort of stuff I like to watch which is a bit more silly and a bit more like it's not abstract what's the word surreal um, whimsical that's uh, it yeah one of those kind of, yeah I'd love to do a bit more that sort of way like yeah do you know it's like when you mentioned Miss Hedberg I was because like because I was trying to because you do have a very unique style of of uh, one-liner like all the kind of like one-liner jokes you've got um, which isn't a cornerstone of your set, but yeah, all, all, all of those jokes, they, they have a very unique quality to them. And, I'm, and when you mentioned Mitch Hedberg, I can see like a little bit of that in there. Like, the kind of, yeah. I wish, oh, I'd love to have his sort of relaxed, I love yeah. his stuff. I love, yeah, like, but, yeah, whenever, like, I, I wish I could write jokes like Mitch Hedberg. Is, yeah. Same. Like, because like, a lot of them are objectively not good jokes, and that's what I love about them, but like. <laughs> Yeah, like there's one bit like it makes me laugh. Like there's bits that if I know if I said it, it would I die in my ass. Like yeah. there's a bit where he's saying about um, he had a Jack and Coke and it had a lime in it, and that lime floated. So he thought, what's he say? Which is good news because if I ever get capsized in a boat, I'll just grab me a lime, so then I'll float. <laughs> and I don't know why. If I ever said that, I know I'd die in my ass. But because it's just the way he says it yeah, and everything, it's just, oh, I love him. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I, I'd, I'd kill to be able to do those one liners. Um, exactly. He's never punching down or anything. As well. well, I haven't seen all of the sets. He might have seen no, the no. awful. That, like, no, I don't reasons. think he does. But I mean, he's never really like making points really at any point of his set. So I think it's no, kind of like, yeah. That, and I love that where it's just like you don't have to think about any society or anything. You just you just embracing the daft. That's my sort of thing. Yeah, I really like the was it, the, the, there's one where it's, where it's like um, I used to be in a uh, death metal band. Uh, people either loved us or they hated us, or they thought we were okay. <laughs> just yeah. up that line. <laughs> Or what's the other one? It was just like it was just like um, I like to walk a lot because uh, if I didn't, I'd just be in one space. <laughs> just, just little simple ones like that. Oh, I bloody love the where it's just oh, the more like it's not nonsensical because it makes sense, but the more daft it is. Well, that's like, it. Yeah, that. a lot of it is. It's just it's 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 too too much sense. Like, there's no actual joke there, but it sounds like there should be, and that's the <laughs> that's my sort of oh, especially like when I see sort of stand up like that now on like. The circuit, I'm like, that's my stuff. That's, I don't know. Yeah. Those got comics where I'm drawn towards where I'm like, you're ridiculous and I love you. Like, <laughs> but I just... Look, it looks really daft, but it, I bet it's hard to write those sort of things where it's just like... Oh, it definitely is. Like, like I've, I've tried a few in my time and, and yeah, they've, 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 they've been all right, but, yeah, I, I, I definitely couldn't do a set full of them. No, I've tried, like, sort of things. Like, <laughs> I don't know how people one liners throughout. Like, what's it called? David, um... Oh, what's his name? Which one? Um... He's um, Manchester. He's David Borden. Is it Borden? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't think I'm familiar with him, actually. He's like a new wish one. Yeah, David Borden. He does lots yeah. of um, one liners and stuff. He won the G- he won that um, Manfred's thing and lots of other things. But oh, he right, does yeah. more clever one liners, one after the other after the other. I don't know how he does it and how he remembers them. Yeah, you have to really commit to writing, I think, to doing that. Like that, that, That's something that you can't... Because like, I don't know about you, but I often... Uh, well, certainly until I was doing Blizzard anyway, I relied on ideas to come to me whenever they did, and then I'd write. Whereas, sort of like, doing Blizzard every month has made me take a bit more initiative with that. But I think, yeah. specifically with one-liners, you can't just wait for them to come to you. You have to actually try and write them. Um, and then, like, like I know, I think I was... Uh, was it Kat I was talking to about this? When, yeah, when, when, when like... Like whenever she's writing like one-liner jokes, like 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 she mm. like she throw out maybe like like sort of like forty to sixty percent of them at any one time. And it's just like you have to yeah. write so many jokes and then just kind of keep the one like the best ones, and it's oh, it must be exhausting. 
how do they do it? Like, yeah. I use like that when I speak to, like, when lighting the comics, I'm like, that's self-discipline. Yeah. Like, Kat, every time I see her, she does new stuff. Like, David's always got new material. And I'm like, how... I just sort of, like, like I said, when I walk my dogs, if something pops in my head... Yeah. Because I've tried sitting down and writing stuff without having something ready. And unless, like, I've got some, something on my phone notes yeah. to work with. Some kind of ideas to bounce off, yeah. yeah. Like, for me, like, with my sort of style, it has to feel, I don't know, probably me just excusing my laziness, but it has to feel like it just came naturally. Like, if I try and Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Like, I don't know, I'm just stubborn in the head, I think. That's just, <laughs> just, like, popped to me, like, in a random... Because the stuff that works best for me is bits that have just popped in my head when I'm, like, doing something, like, when I'm on the tills and I can't write it down and things yeah. like that. If I'm not thinking about something, yeah. absolutely. I think that definitely translates into your set. Like, um, like I think one of my favourites of your set is, is like, when you kind of introduce uh, that you're about to do a song and then, like, you you have, like, maybe, like, five or six jokes before you actually start the song and then, and then, and then like, um, so, like, before each one, you're, like, you're about yeah. to start a song and then you just call it another tangent and I really enjoy that bit. Do you have a song? Yeah. Woo! intentional part of your set or have you have you actually forgotten to do jokes and just remember them um a bit of both <laughs> like one bit at the top where i'm like i want to you know i want them to be in anticipation yeah to hear this and then i just want to ruin that anticipation and be like so <laughs> <laughs> like, oh i don't do mother and do- i don't know like, <laughs> so I just i like watch comedy right like they play with the suspense and things and yeah like, i really love that like, comedy and stuff where you like you don't know what's coming and then it's oh it's also the and I don't know I think that's me trying to do that but a lot of the time it is it go, go, can go on quite a long time before I start playing the song because I'm like I need to say this before I forget to say it and then my sh- set is like two minutes shorter because I forgot to do some jokes <laughs> <laughs> 
don't mind. I'll do them all year. But and especially if you've got the musical instrument in your hand, yeah, they're waiting for you to play it. I feel like they're listening. Yeah, so like, yeah, they are. That quiet. That's I quite like. They're like, what's going on? <laughs> so um, with the musical jokes, well, um, yeah, tell us a bit about that. Was that like, yeah, sort of how how, how did you come up with them? Like, are you someone who who, who plays who who plays music as a hobby uh, anyway? Um, in a way, I'm not very good at it, but yeah. before I did comedy, I like tinkered with the ukulele because I was like, I just want something to do with my hands. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I've been looking for like those little beat machines or something to play with because I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. I just like having to tinker with. Yeah. So I've always like tinkered with the ukulele and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it came to me to start using it myself. I think, so I used to, before doing comedy, I used to put silly videos of me playing the ukulele, like just little bits. Yeah. That's me. Like a Hannah Matana song or something stupid, like. Yeah. I think a friend mentioned that to me about the ukulele. I thought, oh, yeah, I guess I could go. And I, I don't know how I tied that in with like the, the one liners, I don't know, with the little jokes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it just, again, it just feels like it all came at once. Right, yeah. Like it all just came like mid sense all at once. I don't know. Like, I can't write songs, so it's always going to be me using little bits of other people's songs. Yeah, and then just turning them into one-liners. I, I, I really like it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Like, I've, sometimes when I've done the first one, I feel like people are just waiting, and they're like, oh, no, I know what's coming up. <laughs> like, she's not going to play the whole song. She can't remember those chords. <laughs> I really like it, though. Like, I, think, I think it would have been more tedious if you were doing the full song. Like, like there's, I think there's, there's very few people who can do, like, full-on musical parodies well. And, like, a lot of people try to do it. Uh, and then, yeah, when it's like the whole song, it's like it will always kind of go go stale about like a, like a minute in. Whereas, like, exactly. yeah, whereas like the little sort of like one liner bits where it's just like seven seconds of a song and then a joke. <laughs> I really like. It. I think it works. Oh, thank you. I think it reflects my like short attention span as well. It does. Yeah, like... yeah. That's 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 that, that's the thing that definitely comes across in your act a lot. Like, because when 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 you did, I, I rewatched your set before before having having this chat to kind of come up with some questions. And yeah, so like you got the first bit where you do talking about um, the kind of like. Uh, body positivity stuff which is like a very well structured bit um yeah. but uh, yeah but like even, even kind of within that like 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 you you just kind of have that thing of just like oh um here's the thing i remembered which i um so definitely need to tell you now and it's not necessarily related to anything but like the way you're telling it it's just like it's really important i tell you this <laughs> yeah yeah it's so, like because i've got jokes i know what i'm gonna say but i don't necessarily know the order yeah and i quite like that in the sense of like I don't want to be too polished, especially because I'm doing, well, I used to do it quite a lot, get quite, you know, as much as I could. Yeah. And when I was saying, when it becomes too scripted, I feel like it sort of affects my head. Yeah. And it's just, I, I don't know. For some people, it works really well having it perfectly scripted and stuff, mm. and they can get, every, you know, every nuance perfected. Yeah. But for me, I feel like it just, I, I prefer it and I enjoy it more when there's a little bit to play with. Like, I may not, improv on the stage and stuff but I'll sort of play with the order of stuff mm. and it just I don't know it just keeps it fresher for me yeah absolutely you know? I mean the, the main thing is that you need you need to be enjoying it and it's a thing that, that a lot of people forget is a com that doing comedy is meant to be fun <laughs> like yeah. and if you're not finding it fun like it's a lot harder to sell that to an audience and then like what's really the point after all that exactly and like sometimes I can sort of fake it and like if I'm not feeling yeah. great sort of 
just muddle on through and you know i might feel better after doing the gig because you're sort of forced to smile it's the same with work if i'm on the tills and i'm you know i might start off not feeling great but if i'm forced to smile quite a bit then i suddenly i don't know just tricks my body into feeling okay yeah but it's almost a weird muscle t- memory kind of thing i guess yeah exactly and just sort of i don't know sort of forces my brain into an okay space but look so i went i can't think of a better phrase and this is cringy but I feel like I'll wear my heart on my sleeve a lot. Yeah. Do you know Darcy Silver? Yes, like, yes, I know Darcy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You once said to me that, like, oh, you, 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 I like you because I can always tell what you're thinking on your face. I'm like, I was like, oh, God, can she tell if I'm upset? Can she tell if I'm, like, thinking, oh, God, are you? And just, I'm always worried about that on stage. And, like, if I go on in a bad mood, are they going to know that I'm not feeling okay? Yeah. And I just, I don't know how people do it day in, day out if they're feeling naff. Because yeah, I just, definitely couldn't do it. Has, you, how I know I couldn't do it full time? Because it's like... Like, I, I need to have breaks in between. Yeah. And I need to, like, have times where I'm just a mush in a corner. I'm not having to speak to people. Because if I just come out with that energy, I feel like, the, I don't know, I have a bad energy in me and I'm out there on stage. But no, I just, I don't know, I feel like people pick on up on it quite easily. It might just be me projecting. But, like, yeah. I always need to be in a good mood for the gig. It's just like I'll always be talking to people in the green rooms and stuff, which probably annoys a lot of people, like, chewing their ear off. <laughs> Like, it's because I need to go on the stage with that chatty energy, otherwise I just feel a bit, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree, it's definitely, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of weird with that, like, I, often I want to use sort of time before I go to just, like, like re-cement it in my head, but also there's definitely a benefit to just chatting to, to the other comedians and just kind of, like, not really worrying about your set and just kind of getting, for me particularly, like, like, because, because, like, I, 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 I have a stammer and that, that, that can affect it, so just, just warming up my mouth by talking really helps, I don't know, um, but yeah, yeah. Also, like it does help, it does definitely help your mood as well, and it makes you worry a bit less. And I think that's a large part of of a lot of deaths. Exactly. Like if I'm like in my head too much, mm. like I haven't spoken too much, and I don't know people in the green room, and maybe I've tried speaking, and it's just not. You know what I mean? It's just there isn't like a place for conversation. Before I go on, I feel like I struggle a lot because I'm just in the back room of my head. Yeah. Just uh, I'm too just thinking too much and not like I, I just feel like I, I'm a lot better if I've like had chats beforehand and stuff and just and then I go onto stage thinking okay the audience are my friends and I'm just having a chat and yes yeah. you know they're not a bunch of strangers because when you start thinking about it like that way these are all people with thoughts and they just talk oh they're just thinking and they're watching me and I'm just sort of panic but if I go on and just think I'm just having a big group chat yeah it's that big laugh just, just yeah it, and the thing is, my social life, a lot of it is comedy because it is my hobby and things. Yeah. And so when I go and I, I just, I don't know, just I'm too eager to like make friends. <laughs> like, I just want to, like all the comedians to be my friend, all the audience to be my friend. And it's, so I think when I sometimes go to comedy shows, I feel like I'm just like a puppy where I'm just like all oh, people. Like, yeah, I yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely see that. <laughs> yeah. Right, there's a couple more things I want to talk about. I want to talk about, because um, obviously, yeah, you do some really fantastic bits about uh, um, about kind of body positivity. So I just want to talk a bit about the sort of writing process behind that and yeah, sort of what what that came from, if, if, if you're comfortable talking about it. Yeah, I'm comfortable talking about it. Um, so I think it started off a lot like with me writing sheep jokes and stuff. It was like a defensive thing. Yeah. Where like I felt like I needed to address my weight before someone shouted it out, oh, you're fat or something. And I've never had that on stage. No. And like if I did, I know the audience would be on my side because who would hear a heckler shout you're fat? And yeah. Like, oh, he's a good person. They're, not he, they're a good person. Yeah, yeah. But the root of it, so I talk about 
my ex saying, you know, I needed to lose weight and stuff so I could find me attractive. And that that's true. Yeah. As, as well as, like, sort of want to defend myself from any hecklers, I just wanted to sort of reclaim that I just want, like, my body and stuff. Like, yeah. when I used to watch comedians, you know, on TV and stuff, they made me feel better. I sort of wanted to do that for other people, so I was thinking... Right, if other people feel rubbish about their weight, I want them to feel better about it. Mm. I wanted to do what, like, Sarah Millican and people like that had done for me when yeah. I watched them and just felt better about certain things. Like, But, yeah, I just wanted to turn these things in the head and just make them into silly things and sort of, like, own it a little bit more and just think... And you know what? Saying it, like, having to say it at least once a week and things like that on stage has improved how I see, like, myself as a being, I feel like. I did used to feel really awful about, like, the weight gain and stuff, mm. which, you know, I found out in later years that it was, like, because I had polycystic ovaries and things. Right, yeah, yeah. And, you know, there was a reason behind it, you know, and everything. But I, for years, I just felt guilty about the weight gain and just felt awful and thinking, oh, if I hadn't gained weight, I'd just have a boyfriend. And I just felt awful. But, like, having to say it on stage and stuff and be you know, say all these positive stuff and just being like, you know, I'm more than just my weight. Yeah. It sort of like ended up being sort of like a mantra thing in my head because I was saying it so often now. Yeah. That it's tricked my head into being like, yeah, you are more than your weight. Because for years, I just felt like, oh, I'm not attractive, so am I worth anything? Which is like, no, you're more than just how you look, like. Yeah. And like, attractiveness is, is it subjective? Is that a word? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. But, but it's more than just being what, you've seen in the magazines, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, doing made me think more about, like, not just how I look, but, like, okay, so what What more am I worth? Am I worth my comedy? Am I worth my writing? I don't know. Do you get what I mean? It's like... Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think it goes back to that thing we were saying before about how, how sort of doing comedy has helped, helps helps you kind of express yourself a lot more and kind of develop as a person. I don't know, I don't, yeah, I, I don't want to, like, this isn't exclusive to doing comedy necessarily, but it's like finding that thing that, that sort of lets you fully kind of blossom into into the person you are, I guess. Like, for some people, like, for some people that, that that's performance, for others it, it may be something completely different, but, yeah. Exactly, like, when I was growing up in school and stuff like that, I used to see people with these hobbies and, like, so maybe they do sports or they'd, like, yeah. they'd be, you know, someone who really into horse riding or whatever yeah. and, like, music. And I'd always think, I don't have a thing, and I just thought, I just sort of existed, and, you know, just be a bit silly with, like, my friends and stuff, but apart from that, it was just a quiet little thing. Yeah. And, and I started doing comedy, and it's like something in my head clicked, I was like, oh my god, this is why people do their hobbies, like, this is why people do their things, like, they'll wake up early to go swimming, and da-da-da, because this is how this makes them feel. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I had that before. Like, I would do little doodles and art things, but I didn't have... That thing where I was like, I'm utterly addicted to, like, this because it just, I don't know, makes me feel more normal. Especially, like, with comedy, because you have to, like, define your voice a little bit more because you're on stage yeah. with the microphone, for, like, talking just you for ten minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've just become a bit more comfortable and know yourself a bit better. I, I lack self-awareness a bit, I think, but, like, <laughs> I, like, <laughs> like, maybe, like, no what I'm like and recognise my voice a bit more because I feel like before comedy I was just just didn't really know what I was what I liked and things a bit yeah yeah definitely yeah it's it's, it's it's a really good moment sort of finding that, that 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 thing just yeah really sort of like oh yeah this is not why I exist but like this is this is what I want to do this is what I enjoy exactly yeah. and this but like it's mad when I just 
did you get that when you started gigging? Like you just like, oh wait, this, oh this is it. This is like. Yeah, yeah, very much. And I just think like every now and again, like most comedians probably get it. Where you're like, I I need to quit. Like. Oh yeah, constantly. Yeah. Like one bad gig or just like one. I don't know. It just takes one little thing, and I'm just, I'm gonna quit. I don't <laughs> say it's it. It's just in my head. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. But I know. I, that's like my mother or my friends and stuff because they're like no you're not <laughs> like, yeah. this is you know this is what you do now like um but i know i could never really quit because i don't know how to express myself no absolutely and like you shouldn't force yourself to do it if you're not into it at any particular time like oh, i think no. but yeah but like but you don't have to quit for that you can you can just take some time off and then when you feel like it again do it again but like doing comedy is definitely like because being around people who like have similar sort of mental health mm. things like I, I love Harriet Dyer and they're oh, like she's comedy. so good, yeah. And she and she's one of those people who's so lovely off stage as she well. She really like, is, yeah. Just it's just runs in her like the funniness. Yeah, like. yeah. But meeting her and seeing her comedy night and like other acts going up doing mental health stuff really like just makes me feel again just a bit more normal because I'm like oh I do that and I you know I have these compulsions oh, no, 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 you know what I mean like it's it's quite good seeing that and especially with your night as well like seeing people like talk about you know problems and stuff like that but making it funny i'm like oh my god yeah this like i feel a bit better about that thing and this thing now yeah so. yeah that, that that's the it's definitely one of one of the nicest things in comedy and it's a two-way thing as well like i find the more i'm helping or well, maybe not even me directly but like the more that like kind of a, a, an act is is sort of relating to to people on a human level maybe they don't necessarily experience a lot uh, due to like a number of things, um, like it's it's a nice two way validation I find. Like like it's yeah, yeah it's, it's it's like how you were saying with you doing the the the, the uh, body positivity stuff with the kind of sort of uh, in, in in with a kind of sort of um, feeling of 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 helping other people in mind like feel left less uh, less alone uh, in turn helped helped you sort of overcome that as well. Definitely, like it just sort of. Again, it's like just mantras. If you're saying it over and over, it sort of like tricks your head. Like it changes your mindset, I think. Yeah. And that I just couldn't do the angry stuff anymore because I was just saying it over and over. And I was like, oh, God, I just feel so angry. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. No. Um, right, we'll finish up now. I've just got one final question. Uh, thank you for this, by the way. Um, oh, thank you for having me. That's oh, all right, yeah. It's been, been really fun. This... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the last question. Um, well, yeah, it's kind of in two parts. So whichever whichever one is easiest to answer. So either what is the the most prominent uh, advice you've ever received in comedy, or what advice would you give to your younger self before starting comedy? I think sort of like a bit of both in like what I'd want to tell myself when I was younger. Yeah. And like good advice I've gotten even before stand up is sort of like everyone's too busy thinking about themselves to be worrying about that little thing about you. So like mm. you don't need like if I did like I don't, I don't know a strange coloured eyeshadow or something like that. Forget me. Like yeah. I'd be so worried about it, so self conscious. But then when you put that mindset of like everyone's so busy worrying about what they looked like and what they're how they're presenting themselves to other people. Yeah than they are worrying about what you're doing as much. It's sort of like, I don't know, it just made me relax a bit more on myself and a bit less like social anxious. 
Yeah, no, I'm gonna get that on success poo. No, no, that's fine. I, I, I think that's a really good answer. It definitely applies to comedy as well. Like I, because I, I always find like the fear of a, a, a death is much worse than any death you could ever actually experience. Because like most of the time, I mean, there's probably exceptions, but most of the time, if you die in front of an audience, they're not gonna remember you at all. Like, like it might be like the duration of the night might be awkward, but like they are not gonna remember you the next time they see you, and like. They're not going to remember your name. They're not going to remember any any of that night. Um, and yeah, it's just like if they remember you, it, it, it definitely means you were good. Unless like you died in such a spectacular way where like you kind of made everyone remember it, which I have done before. <laughs> That's... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. It's like I, I, I don't mean in a bad way at all. I mean, when I'm doing yeah. we're doing a gig right, and yeah. like no one's done well, I know that it's going to go badly. So I just kind of have fun with it. <laughs> Yeah, like I feel like the less I care, well, not less I care, the less I sort of worry about it before I go on stage and like, yeah, nitpick. I just go on and be like, what be, what will be, will be. Yeah. Then it sort of just goes a lot better. Yeah. Like. Uh, so that was Anna Thomas. I really hope you enjoyed that. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you are new here, um, or even if you're returning, just to remind you uh, or let you know that we are uh, everything we do is 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 free. Basically, um, we don't we don't charge people a set price. If you can donate, we really do encourage it because we do uh, like to pay our acts um, when they are performing with us, um, and you know cover a few various little admin costs that they're that are about as well. We are not currently operating anywhere near a profit. Uh, we're not even close to breaking even at the minute so if you do enjoy uh this podcast or any of the work we do there are loads of ways you can support us uh we've got a paypal link that'll be in the description of this podcast uh you can support us on patreon blizzard comedy one word uh, and we also have a merch store on big cartel where you can get our latest zine as well as a bunch of other goodies as well um so those are ways you can support us financially if you if you don't have money to support us financially please do not like give whatever you have if you are struggling for money please keep that for yourself you deserve that we do you need that more than we do i guarantee it um but there are other ways you can support us even if you can't financially support us uh we're on facebook twitter and instagram yell about how good we are tag us in posts all that kind of thing facebook leave us a good review um and we also uh, have a twitch that we stream on a couple times a month i'm gonna try and uh i'm gonna try and stream more moving forward gonna try and uh do uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna try and bring out the live versions of well the live stream versions of these shows uh at some point soon so um keep keep an eye on that if you want to subscribe to our twitch uh, or just follow even um you can subscribe we'll get money that way but you can just follow and as well we don't really gate things off to subscribers apart from the usual kind of emotes and that kind of thing um that's twitch or tv for us blizzard comedy uh we also have a load of content on our youtube as well uh which is just blizzard comedy uh on youtube uh so if you please go and check that out the more subscribers and like engagement we have on that the more people who will uh watch our content come to our shows and uh, hopefully uh the ones who are rich enough to throw away their money on this silly little project that i started in 2019 uh will will be able to do that um and then we can just take over the world slowly um and we all want that so uh if you want us in charge of the known universe, um, give us a fiver. Uh, that's all we need. <laughs>
<laughs> give us a fiver or um, write a witty tweet about how, how great we are and how, how you fancy all of us. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, be another one of these in like a month or so. Th- these do not have a set schedule. I apologize. Uh, I'm just kind of getting them up when I can. I'm trying to get up one a month at least, but uh, I don't know how. Whether I'm, gonna be able to... I'm, not, I'm not promising that. But yeah, we do have a few more from 2020 that I want to uh, upload before we move on to recording new ones. So um going <laughs> to try and get these up hopefully before the end of the year but uh we will see how well that goes anyway thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time bye bye